Hello there. I don't know if you can hear me. I hope you can hear me. I pray you can hear me. I pray. I should have, like, went to the kitchen and, like, got me something to drink, you know? Would it be, <laughs> would it be rude of me to, like, walk to the kitchen right now and go grab something? Little blood, how are you doing today? Hey there, can you hear me? Yeah, go get a, go get yourself a drink. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> Look, I was like, that's all you had to say. I always do this. I'm always unprepared. Ankle hurts. I'm not even gonna lie to you right now. My drink is actually already in here, so I just didn't have a cup. Now I kind of feel like I need to go get something to eat, but I'm not even gonna go there. Why? <laughs> I'm just gonna sit my happy ass down. But I have been craving chocolate all day. But so you know, it's all good. You're just yeah. craving comfort food. <laughs> and it happens a lot when I get online. <laughs> it's all good. I get hungry. So, 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 where are you at, Brandy? I mean, I've seen you here a couple of times. I think with Hakeem and other people, but uh, where, where are you at? I'm, I'm, I'm out here in California. Yeah, me too. I'm in San Diego. Oh, okay. I'm over here mostly by. You know where the mass shooting happened, Monterey Park? Yeah, I'm, I'm right I'm here. Like, I'm right there. Yeah, I am ten minutes away. If I go in my car, no traffic. Maybe fifteen with traffic, twenty. But. Uh, I don't know. It was just a horrible week. But anyway, I don't want to ruin it with that. That happened last week. And, no, no, it's fine. That's, 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 it's um, just, it, it, it just has never happened at that scale here. That's why it just threw me off last week. And on Sunday, I was like really worked up. <laughs> yeah. I think didn't you hold, I'm not sure, but didn't you hold a show uh, on here um, uh, talking about that? No, sure. I, I I shared I shared with uh, other somebody else's program, like a different. Pro I shared with them, but uh, I kind of I got over. I just had to open up a little bit. And uh, it's not every day you have something like that, and and not everybody's willing to listen. Yeah, they think good. it's this. You know, I notice like when you tell some people like some of the groups I'm with and everything, it's like they think, uh, oh, it happened over there. No, it happened right here in my neck of the woods. Right, right. And yeah. um, it was just, it was, it was just sad. It was just sad, but uh, kind of tripped out too because the Asians keep it in such a way where they try to brush it under the rug. But how the hell could you do that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, how in the world could you brush things under the rug? Is if it's self-evident, it's self-evident. You know? Yeah. Why? Why do you think that they would? Like, well, because it, it, it brings it opens up doors. If you know anything about Chinese and Vietnamese, they've always been at each other's throat for like you know generations back. Uh, as much as they might intermarry and they're Asians, you know, can we always get along kind of attitude and everything's cool? They've always had beef with each other, and I thought it was like maybe Chinese are communists, Vietnamese are communists. I thought all communists got together, right? We just all party kind of shit. Uh, they, they still have intergenerational, you know, from hundreds of years and wars and shit like that that they did to each other. Uh, all those things just open the door to, to these things like 
I'm pretty sure people figured out, you know, this was just a crazy 72 year old man uh, who came to do this shit. My thing, he was more like a Manchurian candidate, MK Ultra. I don't know how you feel about that, um, but that's my my opinion. My sister was like, oh, you're trying to put a conspiracy theory. No, I'm just telling you, why did it happen in a lunar new year? Uh, I mean, a lunar year for the Chinese Monterey Park, half Bay, half Moon Bay in San Mateo next to San Francisco. That shit happened. That guy was a- was also Asian and he happened to be uh, he happened to be Chinese. And then in Oakland, there was another shooting, but that was more like bar-related shit. The guy had a bad shot. There was eight people he shot at everybody, only got one, which tells me that guy wasn't trained to do this. That was just a typical, you know, somebody just went and started beef with someone and happened to have a gun and, and did that shit. Yeah. All three, boom, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, or Saturday and Sunday twice, something like that. That's crazy. But... I honestly thought it was, I'll be honest, Brandy, I don't want to sound racist, but I thought it was blacks on Asian thing. I was like, damn, somebody wants to shoot, you know, with all that, uh, mm-hmm. stop the, the Asian hatred and all that, and, you know, black black kids yeah. jumping on Asian. I thought it was about that, but no, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with that. Yeah, a lot It had of nothing to do with Latino. This had to do with straight out Asian on Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I, I was like, what the hell? So this guy obviously went under the radar, you know? He went under the radar. He didn't fit the profile. If you look at his record, according to the cops, he had no record other than maybe uh, something written on, on, on his record. He never went to jail for for beating up his wife who divorced him in 2005, some shit like that. Yeah. that that's kind of crazy. It's like, I'm looking at what's going to happen next and where and to who. Yeah, any, anything is possible. Like, because for me, when I heard about it, I knew people were going to think like there's going to be black people. I was waiting to hear if it was. Yeah. Nope, no, I, I, mo- most people on Twitter were like, where's the white guy that did it? We want to hear about the white supremacist. You know, I was more about, wait a minute, they, they've been hating on Asian, South the Asian, maybe it was a black guy that had it out, but no, it was an Asian old Vietnamese man, 72 year old, had nothing to do with a wife. Man, did we just want to go in there and shoot his gun off? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, for me, when, um, give me one second, when, um, the Asian um, hate thing first came about. Um, I was like, I was a little like perturbed because I, I was sitting in my living room and I was like, I started hearing about it and I looked at my son. I was like, well, when did black people start having problems? <laughs> I was like, am I late? You know, and uh, because for my whole life, I've never known us as a community to to have out really for like a, a, anyone in, in particular, and if a group does. We know where it stems from, right? But just to just randomly pick, oh, we're gonna hate Asian people, and I'm like, oh, that's well, that was new to me, and um, and then I started going down the rabbit hole, and I saw a narrative being painted, and then the media making it bigger, and people like, oh yeah, you know, it's a thing, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's strategic, you know what I mean? It's like um, it's always like a narrative being painted, you know, from my experience and, and what I see from, and it comes from like the black community, uh like being um trying to be like a pick painted out as if we can actually target and like you gotta like think like what would be reasoning behind certain things but then when things are apparently obvious then people don't want to look at that right no one i think nobody wants to take accountability for anything right but then when you do the overall 
you know, picture. It's like, but what what happened to just like like this title here? Who are we? Who are we as people? Like, what happened to just human beings being human beings? And it doesn't matter what race, culture, or anything like that. When when harm is done, I can't see have that empathy for like you know, like wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, what color were they? Uh, just and, and, and 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 you know, to 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 commit violence, you, it doesn't matter what color. It's like no different than the black cops that killed the black man. Everybody was looking out for who were the white cops. No, come on, it's just people. Yeah, stop looking at it as color. It happened within within blacks. Take care of it as blacks, and let's start addressing this problem. What I would say to people, and stop looking at the boogeyman that's always a white man or somebody else. You know, yeah. when it happens, you start. You know, they got fired. Yeah. The question is, I don't want to know if the guys got fired. Are they gonna be? Are they gonna be facing criminal charges? Because they beat up a young black man who had a had a future for no damn reason. But was it a or was it a special black was it a special unit of black officers doing something or was it an informant or, or or was there something there that we don't know? You know. Yeah. So you know, I mean, come on. It was very odd to me. I, I just I just found it when I listened to the video of them laughing and and acting as if they did something like so minor. I found it to be mm-hmm. horrific, but I also I found it to be, you know, from the black community side, like we're always hooting and hollering about coming together, and the black community needs to be better. Yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I have a, a black sister from uh, a church a long time ago. This happened like 2014. She told me we're looking for other cultures. We're we're done with each other. She was an educated, very beautiful black woman, and she told me, "Vladdy, I'm looking for educated men." I'm looking. I'm not looking for black men. I was like, "Why are you doing this?" And little did I understand that you know what? There's just some people that are like, you know what? I go by there, go. You guys can't be that bad. Come on, there's got to be a lot of talent. Nah. You know, there's got to be a lot of talent. But no, they were just done. We're looking outward. I was like, you know, we'll teach their own. That's great. But I go, but don't have that mentality. I, I heard it from Latinas too, to a certain extent. And but they they usually say it for the wrong reason, not because. They're getting beat up by their men, or no? It's, it's a matter of they when they say shit like that. It's really about the money. They, yeah. they want more educated people, more 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 richer men, and and yeah. you know that's why you see Latinas married to Jewish men to become Jewish or whatever, or or Arabic men, you know, because they got the money, right? Not all of them, but they got the money, so they're they're looking really to be either a sugar baby or they're ready to be a high what do they call it a high maintenance woman, yeah. and they go like I say. You yeah. want that? That's what you work for? Go for it. You know, more power to you. Do it. But it's just some people have the wrong the wrong idea about things in life. And I'm like, not everything is material. I mean, yeah. come or on. Or even like color base. I think that when we look at our uh, whole, like, I'm not going to date any more black men or any Latino men. It's like, how about you just want to find somebody that can do right by you or that you, you know, that actually fits your material that you that you want versus taking yeah. off cult or race and saying I don't date any black men because all black men aren't yeah. what you're dating. It's just it's just the people that you dated. And maybe exactly. look at but, but the choices you've made in life. Right. The person you choose you chose. Choice. Yeah, exactly. If it's a consistent yeah. a lot ha- a lot has to do. A lot mm-hmm. has to do with that. Personal choices, life choices that they've made in life. At yeah. some particular time in life and whatever, you know? It might not be the whole culture or the whole race. It might be like the, the certain ones. Like maybe you should go look in this area. Like, uh, you know, like 
certain type of men versus because of their race, but like maybe you're not. Let, let, can I, I get your perspective? Can I get your perspective honestly without attacking or anything? As a black woman, what did you think of men like Kevin Samuel? <laughs> I did a whole show, um, a few shows on him, and um, yeah. and I was actually one that before I made like any type of uh, judgments, before yeah. I make any type of judgments on anything, I, I'm willing to like listen and to watch, right? So I can bear those things. You're not talking to me, so I, I, I'll listen if it's ignorant or not. He said a lot uh-huh. of things that that made sense. Um, he said, but there's things about him I, I didn't like. He made a lot of good, okay. but his intentions, I, I, you know, I checked into, I listened, I listened to him. I had to listen to him before I could make a decision, like what this guy's doing. Right. Okay. I didn't like the way he, he would pay the women down. Like there's a, there's a certain way you go about, uh, delivering a message to somebody. And I didn't like the way okay. he would call them fat or, or oh, okay. look, or why, why, why should you deserve but man, like the way he would go about it, but I understood because I'm not gonna lie, bro. I watched a lot of his a lot of footage. Okay. I don't strategically set it up that all the women just happened to be delusional. I watched, they were kind of like a little delusional. And I was like, well, I can see. But I also took into his uh, intention. And um, I know okay. I heard a few times when he said that you can't be nice to women because he said he used to be the nice guy. So you started being mm-hmm. mean to women, and that's a better response. So that's something there. But like, but but Brandy, do you, was he targeting the the black his his own people, the black some black Americans? Uh, and I and I thought that for a minute, and and it seemed like it. Like I don't know if the media, social media, set it up just for us to see it, see it like that, or if he really was. Yeah. I I thought so. I saw a few episodes where the person wasn't black, but he kind of like upheld her. And it brought down okay. the woman, but then on the flip side, he would say that he. I rarely I heard him tell somebody like, "I'm not going to let you tear down black women like that." Right? Being um, uh, defensive, it was rare. Yeah, it looked that way because he would say one thing about like maybe, for instance, like a white woman, and then he'd say something that was lowly about the black woman, like one higher, one was lower. So it looked yeah. that way, but sometimes I don't judge right away because sometimes social media will make somebody look that way. But if okay. they, he had a lot of footage for them to make it that way. But what he had okay. going for him was that he was kind of on point with the women that show us he was talking to. Okay. And then we didn't get to see when he talked to men because he actually used to talk to men before he got to women. Yeah, was, I, I noticed. I, I, I would like to see more of that material. Because I've seen some when when he when when he he addresses the incels in mm-hmm. in those videos and and he he tears them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tears into them too, and and I was like I was like what what fits me? I, this is you know this is my mind, right? Where where's his critique about me? And because you know a lot of Latino men we looked up to him, and there was some things that were right on spot. There was some things that were off the wall, but I, I would say overall I'm like. When I asked other other black folks and here on uh, calling, I remember there was this guy his name's Omar, and man, he was he he, he had just died right in April. Um, Kevin Samuels had just died in April of last year, and I remember I, I said this like maybe late May, early June, and he he literally DM me and he goes, you know what, bro, I'm sorry I mistreated you like that, but you gotta understand in the black culture we some people like. Kevin Samuels, other people, other women are having struggles with him. I'm having struggles in my family now. 
<laughs> it was the women. So I was like, oh, shit. He, he opened the door, right? Yeah, he and did. I go, but you know what? I go, but maybe this is a talk you guys should have in, in, in light of all that. Mm-hmm. Not for or against it, but, but but look at the truth that he said. I mean, if, you know, keep the yeah. good things and 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 weed out the bad. You know. Yeah, he made and, people uncomfortable, and sometimes that's a good thing. Take you out your comfort yeah. zone, have those harsh conversations. Right? We we think we don't if we don't want to hear it. It's like oh, then it's going to be said. It's like no, like mix. You need some time to make something to be stirred up to start having. You know, and sometimes even if it's something that comes up. You know, it's like it's like if he did some some cage traveling, well, there's a reason why, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And I would look at I would like to, and then everybody's like, you know, I, I hear different places, uh, like oh, I remember he he's this guy that was in Georgia selling things outside. And, okay, maybe that was his life. And he finally something clicked, and years ago he said to himself, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own show. I'm gonna do it this way. And, and you know he did admit his life. There were people that are trying to pry in more into his life, and I think that's right too. I go to a certain extent, depending on the you know the attitude, the motivation. Yeah. But uh, I know that there's people that were for him, but mostly a lot of people, usually women that were against him. Other women that agreed with him straight out said, "You know what? This is, it needs to be talked about." Yeah. And I go, I don't think you should go into just the shadows of history. I mean, if there's things that were true, let, let it be said. You know, I, and I'll be honest. This is not just this is not a black topic. This is an all people's topic, mm-hmm. you know. This is an all people's topic, so that's why I, I, I used to look at it and I go, "What? How does this shit apply to Latinos?" And I go, "You know what? To to Mexican women, because I'm Mexican. To Mexican women here in America, the more the more uh, liberal, the more feminist type. Oh, this fucking this is right up their alley. Mm-hmm. Everything with with with, uh, with with Kevin Samuel said was right to the dog. Yeah. Not just black women, but just in general, yeah. you know. Because I did some analyzing, like but then." To the traditional woman of Mexico, it would be a much different story mm-hmm. and, and stuff. But, you know, their attitude, their, their thinking is much different. And, yeah. and, you know, to modern day women, they're like, well, how could you be like that? You're a traditional woman. Whatever. You know, they are how they are. You know, that's how, what they believe, you know, to each their own. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I thought, you know, it's, it's, it, it would be a good talking point because I don't know. How do you feel about the guys from Fresh Fit? Fresh Fit. But is that, that's a podcast? Yeah, on YouTube, the the two black guys that interview a bunch of women. I don't like how they do it. They just choose all these girls from uh, OnlyFans, <laughs> the <laughs> the ones that have their own probably own podcast or usually have OnlyFans. They're not your. They're not representative of all women per se. But 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 how do you feel? I don't know. Do you know anything? Or Andrew Tate? How do you feel about him? Well, I'll definitely get to him. But I want to ask you, is Fresh Fit that that one podcast where you'll see like um, the shorts where they're like on a couch like it's a a guy and they're like so, yeah. talking and uh, it, it, it could be like that or it could be where they're like uh, in a studio and mm-hmm. the girls are surrounded at the table and there's the two guys back to back right. and they're going back and, and they're 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 ver- they're doing their version because they, they had Samuels on uh at, you know and he left them. They had like a uh where they didn't talk to each other. They kinda of offended each other, but they still honored him. But they try to do like a Kevin Samuels, but the problem was it's like just Kevin Samuels you have to understand, he he learned his shit. He learned it to to a fine like where you memorize what you're gonna say. Yeah. You remind you 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 know your arguments, so you know how to attack mm-hmm. people. You know how to debate them. Yeah, and, and so, still like not cross that line to, too completely. Mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, these guys now they're just blatantly disrespectful. <laughs> and, and and the thing with with Samuel, he was classy. 
not only what he sold and how the way he dressed, I mean, the guy had style and, and, and he would teach our other black men dressed apart, you know, dressed apart. Don't, don't, don't dress like someone else to ghetto. That people are not going to like you like that. Don't always be wearing the, the baggy clothes. He goes, dressed apart. Look at me, you know, like, look at me, look at, you know, so just, so invest in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, I got the overall of what he was trying to do. Like for, for, I understood like men wanting to like, uh, because you know, women can be that that way and make you feel that the certain way. And men like wanted their voices heard. So even how, how as negative as it could have been, like they were just like all for it. But I noticed that a lot of men really were jumping on board because of the tearing down of women. They're yeah. like, yeah, that's what made them excited. And so maybe that was his selling point. Maybe it's like I got to get them to watch somehow. But mm-hmm. you know, um, I understand. I understand like where men come from when um, even though. Sometimes it's not coming out the way it should be, and sometimes very ignorant. Mm-hmm. But the frustration yeah. of, of not being heard, you know, by women and women not understanding, because I know that's a very real thing, you know, that women do get in this place where it's like me, 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 or it's like I'm different or I'm worthy, but you're not. It's like you can't level out like human being, human being, human being, right? And if you bring what you want, then you should come too. You shouldn't just come saying like, I ain't gonna mind, but you know, I want this and this, this and that, because what? Because what you got between your legs, like you got to do better. You know what I mean? Like for me as a woman, I'm not going to come in and want all these great things from a man and, and I don't contribute or even can add up to that and, and just say, just because I'm a prize, because of what? Like, I think, think, think that's the right mentality. Right. And women have been taught like because they're women and they have, you know, they they can bring life and they have that thing right between it. Like like they're they're surprised. And I'm like, no, I think that you should still come with something for for a man. I don't think they should have to, you know, deal with you. And, And for Kevin Samuel putting men on this this place where they should have value too, like like. Um, like how women do, it didn't. Women didn't like to hear that. It, it really was like, wait, what? Like, how can he tell me? You know, like, yeah. have a, you know how we have this, you know, type. Like, if he don't have this, you got a, a number, like a, a number, a price of what a man should be making. I never understood that. I don't operate that way. Okay. Right? So I kind of get offended. I, I, I know not not every not every woman is even close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the perception of women that we're all like, 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 for example, I, I was looking at this, uh, my manager, what a very beautiful black woman, uh, in her 40s, about 43, 45. She looked much younger, to be honest. And she was a very mixed woman. I, I, I saw her LinkedIn, uh, master's degree and all that. And I knew how the guys wanted to get with her. I'm like, guys, she's not even going to look at you. Look at her record right here. Look at her attitude, how she carries herself. I was listening to, you know, Samuel. I didn't dare even talk to her, you know, other other than professional, you know, work. But I knew I knew some of the managers. When I go, no, she's not even going to look at you, bro. Look at her her LinkedIn. Start reading people, yeah. how they carry themselves, and look at the car she drives. You're not even there yet. I go, shit, you're still driving that old clunker or something. Not yeah. to be mean, not to cut down the guy, but let's be realistic, right? Yeah. She's uh realistic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go. I, I, I go. She's she, somebody really like, like it takes a bold guy to still carry through, knowing yeah. that a woman. You know what I'm saying? You can't really be too mad at them either, because I'm pretty sure there's been instances where a woman of that you know status has probably dated someone that you would never think that would be on her level, but it's on an individual basis, and we look at it as a whole. Like every woman has the same mindset. Like she can have all those things going on and still look at the most we call the most basic guy. She might just want that. 
but you never yeah. know. It, it's, it's true until, yeah, you're co very correct, until you get to know the person. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, she was only with us maybe less than five months. Uh, I was there in the project seven months for NBC Universal. We were doing a contract job uh, as computer techs and all that. But uh, I, I noticed uh, a lot of guys were just, like, wishing, drooling. And, and I was like, you better listen to Sam's at least. Unless mm -hmm. you're at least up there, I go, she's not going to be here that long. She already said she's on vacation, and she didn't come back after that. And she's probably looking for the dream job, you know, and contract, whether temporary or most likely permanent. And uh, there's a lot of people like that in contract position. Uh, and and she happened to come on board. Uh, we, you know, I dealt with her very few. My boss dealt with her more. And uh, it was just the thing is uh, they're kind of like middle manager. She was on top of my boss, who was a project manager right below her. And he was having to do all the thinking, but he, he was a military trained. He was down to earth. But, uh, the whole thing is she wasn't there long enough so people could know her, rap with her, you know, stuff like that. But the, the whole thing, the, I left at seven months. She was gone before that. And the project ended a year, the whole year, right? One year. And uh, I, moved, I personally moved on. Um, but it was, it was fun. I lost a lot of weight, by the way. <laughs> so I, I lost a lot of weight. I'm not but it was still it was just temporary. Um, it was in uh, Universal Studios right here in uh, Studio City, and uh, we were all over the park. It was kind of fun because you're you're always watching all these uh, Universal Studios, like the like the not the backdrop, what do you call it, the Water World, and the behind the scenes and all those buildings behind it, and you're seeing it as it's happening. You know, is they're like, hey, you guys, stop for a minute, let's watch mm -hmm. this. And it was like we could see it like about a hundred times throughout the day. That's an exaggeration, uh, but you know, you get to see all the sticks behind the scenes. It's kind of fun. Um, that's like hold on, you get, I want to ask you so much about that because I've always wanted to go. <laughs> I do want to ask you something about the play. So you really like worked. I don't want to get off topic, but you like you were on the set. You like you worked at the Universal. Yeah, I, I was a contractor. I wasn't on board permanently. Uh, I neither I I neither had a high expectation because I knew that these jobs are not given away if I could stay. Uh, so I didn't really put high expectations that I'm going to stay. I had just gone back into. IT, uh, desktop, uh, help desk and all that. And I was just, I said, you know what? I have all my old certificates. They're good, but I'm working on new certificates, which I haven't been able to get out of the way, which I should be hopefully getting one at least by March, hopefully, if I do what I said I was going to do and, and uh, put the effort. And uh, because it's, otherwise I'll let it, leave it lingering around and then you're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. But the whole thing was to get back into, into that world. It was interesting. It was fun. It was challenging uh, in many ways. Um, I was much fatter. I'll be honest. Uh, I was a fatter guy, uh, like 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 uh, Kevin Samuel said, the one that you put down. But that probably motivated me even more to lose the weight. Uh, I lost more weight than what I am now because I kind of regained a little bit. But it 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 pushed it pushed me to the limit where I had to get really physical. And I'm not good at like let's say working out on my own, taking the initiative to, um, unless I'm given the work to to work me out. Uh, I won't do it on my own. I'm uh, working out uh, this routine unless it's a buddy system, unless I'm motivated. I, I won't go. I'd rather take a long walk. But uh, when I was working here, it was a lot of huffing and puffing, going under table, under under desks, uh, disassembly, assembly. My first week was how week because kind of like the, what the Navy SEALs say, you know, how week because my head was spinning. That's how out of balance, how out of touch my body was, how bad. Uh, it was spinning. I said, I'm not going to make it. Uh, you know, I go out under the table and my head's spinning like crazy. I still was able to work like that. I was sweating 
horribly. It, it, uh, some of those rooms in, in some of those nice offices where the, the air conditioning wasn't on to finally somebody said three days later, let's turn them on. The, the job was fun. I, I got to make friends. Uh, I got to see, unfortunately, some of the younger generations, millennial and, and Gen Z's, they were, I don't know where the hell they're at. Uh, they, they just, just the hunger, the, 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 they're voracious. They're in, in, in their avarice for money, for power, the way they come at you, the, the shit talking that they do behind your back. They're willing to gossip you and throw you under the bus and they don't give a rat's ass about your life, whether you get fired or not. That's how they do it. That's how malicious. My friend side who was there for a month and then left and other people complained. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not talking shit about anybody, but if I see these guys do anything wrong, I'm going to play by their game so they could feel the same shit. One guy almost got fired. He got demoted, but he got, he got basically six people uh, um, spoke against him because he was bad. He was a cool guy when he wanted to be, but he was a total monster most of the time. And it wasn't right. And you know what's funny? Is that guy is the one that got elected for a level two position by by NBC Universal. I, I don't understand how, how some people get rewarded. <laughs> it's either the amount of ass kissing that they did or or whatever. It's just I'm like, people were like, How did he do it? And it's he he had a mouth, he had a tongue for that, very flattery, very crafty, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but it's a good doers yeah. will do the right thing. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, again, I wasn't planning on staying. I didn't care for it. I said, I'm, I'm fighting with too many guys that are just out of school and, and I'm just barely getting in the game. But it opened my eyes to like what one of the managers told me, get into management with your experience, skills, what you did. You shouldn't have to be with the guys down here. Even though you were getting back in the game, become a, a supervisor, shift lead or, or manager and, and work the more hours and suffer it. But you'll be calling the shots because you have the attitude for it and the character. But I was like, I just wanted, I was here just for eight to five, eight to four kind of thing. That was my thing. I was like, I don't want to be here all day kind of thing. But it was fun, again, uh, working with these guys, especially being out of IT for longer. And I got to see what's expected a little bit. And, uh, you know, it makes me, in a way, I said, should I really consider NBC in the future? In a way, I saw it. You know, but then I said, I've been here before in the theme park when I was younger. Uh, I kind of want to do something else. I kind of want to do some, some some temporary work, contracting work for a while and leave when I have to and take a break, whatever. I don't want to have to jump into something permanent where I can't, I can't do that, you know, and, and just get the experience and bring in my new certification and, and and move in and work. I met, I met all people from all walks of life, I'll be honest. Some were down to earth, some seemed down to earth, but they were backstabbers, others were not. Blacks, whites, Hispanic, Asians, and I'll be honest, you know, Brandy, most of the Asians there were backstabbers. Young, millennial, young, Gen Z, and I, I, I was like, is this what I'm looking at at a permanent job with a bunch of hungry motherfuckers that just want to come in and they don't care who they throw under the bus? I've never seen this even when I, when I, you know, I'm 49, I'll be honest. I'm 49 years of age, but I still look much younger and I'm healthy. But I, I'm looking, is this what I'm looking at at 30 year olds? That they just, they want power, they want power position so bad that they're willing to throw you under the bus so, so bad? I mean, I've seen bad things in my life. I just never saw bad things like I'm seeing these generations. Even my friend didn't know how to deal with them. And my friend, who used to be a big joker, sarcastic mother, 
he used to tell people, put him on check. Now he doesn't do that anymore. Well, he can. He had a stroke, unfortunately, uh, last summer. And uh, I just looked at all that and I'm like, wow, the world has changed. These younger generations, oh, yeah. they, they are malicious. They are they come in with a nasty appetite for success. Yeah. And they're just Doggy starting dog. out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Doggy, more like sharky shark, you know? Forget mm-hmm. doggy dog, more like sharky shark world. Yeah. Or crocodile I, world, you know? Yeah, what I call it is, and I want to make sure, because I want to answer a question that you asked me, but I, I want to keep it in my mind. But what I call that is, um, like, I'm a teacher, uh-huh. and um, you don't teach our kids, like, you should always teach them to be go-getters, and I think we should be raising little soldiers and stuff, because this world is harsh and ugly, and we have bullying and all that stuff. But at the same time, when you don't have empathy, like the empathy should not be kept out of any, anything we do. It should be in the workplace. It should be everywhere. That keeps us human, right? And so we should consider like when we're in the workplace or wherever we are, empathy, you know what I mean? And consider that like people have family, people have lives, and we shouldn't just be going at each other in competition and take this person out. Like to me, I have this motto, why can't we all win? You know, like when it comes down to like our our, our society and, and dealing with our government and who we vote for and all that stuff. And I think if we operated with a lot more empathy when we vote or when we do whatever we do, we would consider not just ourselves what we want, but other people too. I don't see why that just can't fit together, right? And so if we don't teach, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I, and I agree with you. Arcs, yeah, I, I agree with you because that. Sorry. Because that's exactly what I was talking to with a friend. Like just before I talked to you, I was on the phone with a friend. And I told you, and I told him, sorry, I told him, he's a Filipino friend, someone I care about. He's good, good buddy. And I told him, this is a very thing we saw at NBC Universal. This doggy dog thing, this all, I'm all, all, all about me. Fuck everybody else. That's their attitude. And I go, why can't we be more like some of the Asian groups that the, the superiority of the group is when everybody works together and wins together. As a group, it could be five, right. 10 or 20. It's not individualistic. Like, look at me. I'm all good. You're still down there. You're getting the bronze medal. I got the gold. You're not up here yet. Why did it always have right. to be that nasty attitude? Why can't we just all yeah. get along, work together and say, you know what? We're going to work in a collective and it's going to be where we're going to prove to the other group that we could do it working together to get the job done. Yeah. And we don't have to be communist or anything like that. I'm not even going to go with all that, even though they had their system, you know, because I know that's yeah. pushed a lot. And, and I'm like, no, we don't have to do that. We could still have it mm-hmm. capitalist. We could fix it. I know the political scene is horrible. We could kick people out of power permanently, parties, whatever you want to call it, but we could fix that. I go, but what it comes down to is the reason the parties, the political scene, government is bad is because the communities are bad, mm-hmm. you know? And, and yeah. if, until we start getting that shit down together, we won't be able to transfer good values into that system and also warn people. And if a company comes to you with a shitload of millions of dollars to give you a better life just so you could give them so they could use you and they tell you, fuck the people yeah. that got you into power. It's all about Boeing or it's all about Raytheon or whatever freaking international bullshit. You're out. A 90 day recall. You're out. That's how that's how stern we have to be, you know, yeah. with, with these bastards because they're making what a hundred and seventy four hundred and eighty thousand dollars 
a year. And and look at the time they vote and, and what they vote, they're voting in crappy things that we don't need. We don't need to be funding Ukraine. I'm sorry to get political, but we don't need to be funding wars. It's like we don't need to be blowing up the Nord Stream 2 just because we don't like Russia. Can't we work together? That you know, way we can get along with the Russian. You know? Right. Why does, have to, why does it have to go to the extreme like war? You know? Exactly. But then I learned that war is, is money. So it's like, yes. But then I asked myself, but, but why? <laughs> like why can't be doing good things be money too? Because if it can exactly. be bad, it can be good. Doing good things could be money too. Because when you get good doings, and that's just not how we're wired because there's a whole like system created to divide. You can't have people coming together, so you gotta like have it all messed up. But you can have a, a good system like that works for everybody and still make money. But that there's that creepy thing called power. If you want to control, like what's the exactly. need to control people? Like settle down. Like I don't get that. Like why do you want to control people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why hey, what, was, was, have, was, like, well, that's that, that's the thing with when and it was seen during oh, COVID right. with with uh, CDC and the Fauci types that came into power. I don't know how bad it was over there in San Diego with you guys, but over here, LA County, mask and shutting, instead of if you want to wear a mask or if you want to take the vaccine, not if it's mandated if you want to work. Damn, who the hell says mandated? And they kicked <laughs> out 3,000 LA sher sheriff deputies because they didn't want to. I mean, it is some sick shit. Which you know? Listen, it wasn't justified because there's called the Nuremberg Code. The number exactly. Called the Nuremberg Code. It means they did that. We, if you ignorantly, like if we didn't know, uh -huh. then we wouldn't know. So they're going to do things because oh, they don't know. Then we're just going to go ahead and, and, and do it, right? Because we don't know any better. Exactly. You know? But and I mean, so, th th this is the very same things that the Nazis were doing to the Jews and all their enemies. I'm like, come on. I mean, next thing is going to be, we're going to be tagged and do as they say, not as they do. Well, our beloved governor, Newsom, was over here having at his French laundry or having his parties or his kids were all unmasked going to private school. Oh, so you, you, they, you, you work by a different rule, right? Rules for me, not for thee, right? Well, he he um, was saying stupid stuff, like around one of the holidays. I forgot what it was. He was saying stuff like, don't sing. Like he was making like rules for when people go to people's houses, like have porta potties or don't have too many people and um, don't sing. Like he was making up these little like stupid things to the point where I was like, the only way people would know, like only invite this many people, only people, like, people you can keep track of that somebody who they invited. And I was like, that's sketchy. And then you report like, you know what I mean? I just saw the sketch. I saw the, like the dumbness in it. And then to see him walk out somewhere with no mask on. <laughs> I was like, oh. Or, or, or to hear, or, or to see him at the Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> right here at, I think it's SoFi Stadium or something. And what, and what happened? He's out there with all the rest of the politicians, no mask. I mean, that, that's yeah. the biggest crock of shit. I mean, really, if they're going to be setting the example, do it. It's like uh, Sheila Q. Yeah. She used to be Santa Monica State Senator. I don't think she's, uh, I'm not sure if she's Congress yet or she is. It could be wrong. And what did she do? So just before the mandate for the mask went into in, 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 into effect, she was eating at a restaurant in Santa Monica without a mask, and they caught on to her. She goes, well, the mask is tomorrow. Like, it's something to tell you, you know? It's like, if you're going to be promoting this shit, something should tell you, live by example, mm -hmm. you know? Or at least but try. Like, if you're full of yeah. shit, at least. 
Play, play the part better. <laughs> because some people are right. ignorant and stupid and still will look past that and, 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 and act like they never saw that and still buy into every word this person is saying. Sometimes I think mm. they do shit on purpose to see like how stupid like they make bets. I'll say, I bet you they still believe me. I bet you they still watch this. Watch this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to tell and, them. And, and, <laughs> and, and they're so bent on, on having people comply, even though they, you know, this has gone to the Supreme Court. They've lost cases, you know, where the Supreme Court has gone on their case and stuff like that. I could understand you're into healthcare and you, you're already mashed up, right? It's not like you need to, but. Leave the option for people if they want to do this, and not this, this, this. Uh, I remember I read this in 1998, maybe 99 at school, and it had to do. It was a sociology class, and it was in one of the books, and it and it says when medicine becomes politics, and it had nothing to do with the the, the current situation. It had to do more with female genitalia mutilation, like what they do in Muslim countries. But it was no different. I go, imagine they're telling you, you don't have to have your thing with your lady. I'm just saying, imagine they're just telling you, you need the shot and you're going to get the shot. Whether you like it or not, right. whether you die from it or not. Yeah. See, I mean, that attitude, authoritarian, no different than a communist country, no different than Francisco Franco's fascist government, you know, through his reign of power in, in Spain, you know, or any dictatorship in South America. Like, wow, yeah. you have no say if you do, you get either you take the shot with all its consequences, or you get shot by the firing squad. Right. That's the attitude they have. And then if it goes and wrong, I think I, and yeah. they don't pay for it, you know, you're screwed. You say like it doesn't work out for you and it's detrimental yeah. health issues or you pass, then it's like no one's held accountable. They don't have to pay. Now you have to, you know what I mean? You're, you might be the breadwinner or, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's just like a, a lose-lose, but the important thing is it takes away your choice as a person. You know what I mean? Correct. Like telling somebody you have to marry this way, you have to do this with this person. Like it's your your body, but with no guarantee, right? No transparency, lack of a whole lot of trust and transparency. Um, and then like no respect, not even deliver it softly. Like, look, I'm, I understand. I'm sorry, but this is how it's got to be. It's kind of like, you got to do this shit. <laughs> Well, think about it. It's like the parents in India, when they marry off their children, they promise their sons for a particular girl and they grow up. Did you check even with your son at a teenager? Do you like her? Is that what you like? Is she who you like? You, you know her all your life. And then, you know, the son will say, yeah, you know, I got along with her. She's ideal. Others will say, no, mom, are you willing to accept that your son, your son tells you at 14 or 16, right around, the, you know, a couple of years from be, becoming an adult? No, that's not the person I want to marry. Right. No, but you already promised him off. Right. I mean, that was a shit, even not only in India, in, in, in monarchy and, and many other cultures. I know I, I don't come from monarchy, but the thing is, when you were rich, that, that came about in some cultures. And imagine the, the individual that, but fuck, I, I didn't make this decision. They made it for me the right. moment I was born. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I don't know. I know some people's cultures and traditions, but it's like, I think it sucks because we are all still human beings across the globe. It doesn't change. We all have emotions. We all have things we like, we don't like. I don't even think culture at all separates that from a person developing their own sense of self. You know what I mean? So I just think like even traditions aren't, doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? Because people, 
to be on this earth and experience life, I think it should be, uh, you're going to come across things that are bad, but that shapes you too. But I think you should be able to experience it by your experience, like growing and, and whatever direction you take or what, you know, or whatever it may be, not because somebody told you, you have to be, or told you your worth or what you're here for. No, I think we all were put here for, to experience life and we could have the opportunity to, to experience it, you know, mm-hmm. and told how we're going to experience it. Cause now it's like, we're born into the world to be told how it's going to live. That's how you wonder why they're creating robots, you know, like because you yeah, just tell it what to do and it goes about its way. This, believe it or not, Brandy, this is how I feel about the World Economic Forum. Right now. It's the attitude that Carl Schwab has: you will Ooh. own nothing and you will be happy. Man, that, that's really, I will own nothing and be happy. And it's like you make that determination for me. Wow, then that means you're going to be paying is, my way through life. Then the sad part is, you I can see it playing out. And if well, yeah, but you know, here in the calling app, I, I already hear people that are wanting that. They yeah. want that. Sounds good. But there's always a price to pay. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like you, that's, you're, you're selling away your, your rights to, you know what I mean? You'll, well, you'll want, he's telling you you're going to be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you'll want nothing. How, how do you know? Because you, you, you know what's funny is, 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 is there's, there's, a, there's, there's a guy here by the name of Andrew and, and the Colin. And sorry for all the noise because I'm, I'm about to make a tea uh, for my mom because she still has a cold. And, and and his problem was, I know this guy's a declared, declared a, you know, atheist, declared uh, a socialist, right? And, and when, when he was telling me, trying to convince me that he saw the World Economic Forum Agenda 21 good, like the United Nations Agenda 21, I was like, I'm sorry, Agenda 2030? I was like, damn, dude, are you that blind? I'm like, wow, young 20-something, maybe 26-year-old. I'm like, wow, are you that blind? There are up until the point when until reality kicks in. Yeah. They were like how they're screwing themselves over, right? Because they, they they just see what they see, and then they realize like. No, but it, it, it's funny. This guy's a young Gen Z, and he's caught up, and he believes in that. But that's because he's a socialist. He he tells it. That's what they preach. That's what I hear most of these kids. That's why personally, I don't get along with most of them. They they hate me. I'm a fascist to them. They don't they, they don't know that the system that they want to bring is authoritarian dictatorship, but no, I'm a fascist. They don't know me well, but suddenly I'm a fascist. Wow. I don't know if you heard that guy that's on here on the program. A lot of people hate him uh, because he talks a lot of shit. Uh, Schnarf? That that guy is a jerkbag. He talks a lot of crap. I've had, huh? my, I've had my encounter, but it was a weird encounter, but it was very weird. Okay. Huh? Well, well, a lot of these guys that come on board and talk crap like this, they don't even know what the fuck they're asking, honestly. You know why? Because first of all, they never lived in countries like that. You you want to know about all these socialist communist system? Go fucking live in one of those for, for one. Second, ask people that have come to America from there, like Cubans, Romanians, Venezuelans, and they'll tell you the reality of that shit. Yeah. You know? And if you still aren't convinced, okay, renounce your American citizenship and go live over there and see if you live in that socialist paradise. See how it goes. Instead of hating on me because to you, I'm a fascist. I don't know where the hell they get that shit. I'm a fascist. 
all just labeling talking crap, which is nasty. You know, I'm not that. I don't go around promoting fascism. I don't go around promoting socialism. If you look at philosophy, I, I, I agree with what the neuro, neuralist uh, on the Pangburn hangout says. Uh, he goes by the name of G. That socialism, communism, and fascism are, are I'm going to put socialism, communism on one side, and the other side, I'm going to put fascism. They're the flip side of each other. Whether you have an authoritarian right-wing dictatorship like in, like in Argentina or Chile in, in South America, 1960s, 70s, or you have one like communist Russia and China, you're having the flip side of one or the other. So you're getting the same shit, but one way or another. You know what I mean? So how do you want your, how do you want your fascism? How do you want your authoritarianism? Both are going to rule you. Both are centralized government. And both are going to fuck you up if you don't do what they tell you. Plain simple. That's how it works with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, man, where's the logic of a lot of these youngsters? They have really, have really not read the, the, the Black Book of Communism written by Jews. It's in different languages. It's free. It's on the web that tell you the atrocities. No different than Nazis' atrocities. I think communism has more atrocities than Nazis, to be honest, over 150 million. And I'm like, can we learn from that? Yeah. Or you're gonna have the added the, the 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 very very senile, very cynical and and, and and very gullible attitude of they didn't they didn't do it right. Tell that to all their victims. Right. Exactly. You know, Russia Soviet yeah. Russia, they did it the way it's prescribed. They did it. They actually did it. They didn't re ever reach communism. That's why they're all socialists. But they all reached a certain level and the way they treated their own people. Uh, don't get me wrong. In regards to the collective, how people work together, yeah, when somebody tells you, you either do it or you're going to get shot or I'm going to shoot your whole family, you're going to do it and you're going to be perfect at it, you know? You're yeah. going to be perfect. Don't get me wrong. But that's the wrong motivation, too. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the wrong motivation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, in that sense, I'm not a socialist, I'm not a communist, and I'm not no damn fascist. I don't want none of those systems. How's that? I don't subscribe to them. I never asked to be in them. Screw them. They could go to hell for all I care. You know? But I think that's what it is, though, too. Like, because I can actually say sometimes when I hear these different like, labels and, like, that's why I can't speak on certain things, like, if I don't look into uh -huh. it no more. A lot of times, yeah. classification and label of things. Like, I, feel, I still don't buy into the whole Democrat, Republic, right, left, blue and stuff. Because I'm like, how about yeah. it? You just do the right thing, and then I'm gonna rock with you. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of these cats are are coming are, are are coming to understand little by little that both parties are being controlled by by the deep state. Who are the deep state? Uh, whether it's, it's corporate, whether it's here at home, domestic or international. What you have to understand is that the secret societies are here, and they're playing both parties. They have been forever. That's why. Yeah, that's why it's not it's not a coincidence. To hear why is it that every president, just about every president, with the exception of I think uh, Abe Lincoln, they're all related. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, they they all had the the Illuminati, the Freemason background. They chose the president. Of course, they've been controlling our election system for the longest. It's it's not just right now we're seeing sloppy work. I mean, it really they they got away with you know <laughs> with, with with bad elections. Honestly, it's because they've gone stupid and sloppy. But they've been. They've been crooked for the longest. Let's be honest. You know, we could all agree on that. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is, do you think this is a coincidence that every president has been involved in the Freemasonry? 
No. Those bastards have been at the forefront, whether it's the Knights of Columbus or any branch of Scottish Rite Freemasons, it is right in there. And they well, are the ones in control. Yeah, I, I never believed that we choose because I, the way to, I don't think they're going to get let good people come in and, and, and F up their agenda, right? And so mm-hmm. they got to put it in place and kind of let us feel like we have something to contribute. But it's like you don't actually let us. You choose for us and then tell us this is your choice. <laughs> You know what I mean? To make you feel part of people don't click to realize like... To think about it, that Elon Musk, who was the darling of the left, the darling of the left, they got pissed off at him for what he did with Twitter and for saying that he was going to start voting Republican. (laughs) That's how stupid, that's how narrow-minded they are to just start hating. You know what? He's not a hero on the right. He's not even well-known. He's just, he's not going to vote for your policies. But that doesn't make us our friend. Right, and I still wouldn't buy his car even if I could afford it. <laughs> you know, we're not best friends. You know, right. as conservative as, as I am, with a little bit of touch of liberalism here and there, I'm like, I'm not going to vote for you. You don't convince me, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who just gave up on the Democrat Party. You don't convince me. As beautiful as you are, you just don't convince me. I don't know. I, I just see you might be playing the game, but the difference is you're out there. You know. Yeah. So, so this is what I what, what I what I see is is, is bad. The and we need to change it. <laughs> but like I said, like I told Derek and all these guys, until I see a third viable true party that wants to change it with none of the 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 baggage of both parties, you don't convince me. Right. But if you keep on saying you're independent, you're independent, but you keep on leaning left, then you're really not independent. You're just a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. You know. So come on, <laughs> let's be real. But don't you think it really is? Because for me. Um, over like blaming the, the government or the leaders or, or these people we're speaking of, right? I see past it. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're doing their thing. I see the problem is the people, like the citizens, like the average Joe Smoke, like you and I. Like it's the, the, the people, right? I think that we need to hold ourselves more accountable and stop seeking into um, blaming the government and, and what's not right. And start looking at ourselves of what what are we not doing? Because you can't it can't happen unless you're buying into it. Unless you're yeah, making, that's why it takes them so they have to convince. That's why they, they spend all their time trying to you know untox you know like get in our, our minds and change like like for me say for instance if someone's not telling you to be a free thinker or think it through think for yourself do the homework and they're saying no 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 you know and they got this backfind like everything's to make your make you to believe one thing. Like me, I feel like when I give information, I'm like, check into it yourself. I'll tell you, but I'm not telling you, believe me, because I said it. Do the whole, you know, people get looked at funny because you checked into something. You don't trust it. You want to make sure it's safe for you, if you know what I mean, or certain things, right? But it's like more like convincing somebody to to believe you. That's I'm I'm a very logical person. That's a sign for me. Like, why are you trying to convince me so much? Like, I I feel like. If you're not trying to, if you're not promoting or, or like trying to like think for yourself, do the work, make sure, then I'm already like, hmm, you know what I mean? Because why should I believe you? Like, why? Exactly. You know, people should exactly. like research their homework. And, and, the and, and, this, and this is the thing. This is the thing. Even though they come up with all this, that, 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 you know, they want a system like, I mean, if you want a system like China, really? 
because they're going to be the next powerhouse, whether we like it or not. Okay, they're, they're not only they outsize, they, they beat us in size. A 200 million man army will crush the United States, will crush just about any country. I'll be honest, I, I recognize that power. They might not have all the military that they want. They have mostly Russian v revamped equipment, which which is more than good enough to take over any country, Ch Taiwan or whatever other country they want to take over. But what I'm saying is, if you want a surveillance state like China, then you don't you don't need to do you don't need to even expect that much. We're not that far away, even here, in a in a militarized uh, surveillance state, whether it doesn't have the Chinese labeling with communism. We we're not that far away with all this. Davos, um, World Economic, those bastards want somebody like China. That's why they want the Asians, because they're cultures that just obey without questioning. Mm -hmm. They yeah. just obey. They comply. They yeah. just jump yeah. on board. <laughs> like, they, 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 you know? to like, they facial recognize, like, if you jaywalk, like, they, they, like, you can't even speak against the government. Like, they, 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 they want to hear your mind. Like, if you cross the street, like, they can, you know what I mean? And the, the, the rules mm -hmm. and taxes they have, just to make you stay in compliance, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's it's overboard, right? Um, and I don't think we would be able to handle it. And I don't think we even know the vast like the, the what that mean even means. You know, I did I did a few podcasts with um, black black people that lives in China, and I was like, I need to understand how is it for you as a black man in China. He yeah. spoke of it, he has a Chinese wife. He spoke of it as it's not bad. It's it's really great. And I was like. This is like before COVID or in the beginning and or before the yeah. talk, like the whole China, and you know, like America, we call it China. And I was just like, that's interesting because I had another I had another guest that came on that yeah. talked about Beijing. And if, you, if you talk to Hakeem, I'm pretty sure you have. Hakeem has talked about his experience. He was over there several years. That was his good. He even, he, he even said with more time, not on the podcast, more like a personal thing, I could tell you how to get around China. If you have to pay the border guard to get into one country to another, now, but that has know, to be, this can't be done. Like, you know, this can't be done on, on where it's recorded. You know what I mean? It has to be more personal. Did he uh, say it was better in China though? I've heard black people say that. He, 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 he had it. Okay. He had it pretty good for what he did. He did not, he never shared a negative experience. He did like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I haven't heard that from every black person, but, yeah. I noticed too, he's not just any black person. He's a somebody of uh, family of Tobago and Trinidad and Tobago. Mm -hmm. So he has a different background and different view in life. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I, I respect that that has to be taken into consideration. Yeah, that's so, why I'm ask people that, are, that live yeah. there, you know, like how. Yeah. No, but, but, but I'll be honest, he was there several years. Uh, I think he came back when his wife died in 2017. He talks a little bit about that. And, and but he was there. He was there not long ago, maybe four years back. And uh, he said he, you know, I think he, given the opportunity, chance, uh, he would go back. But I, my question was, because you know, Chinese are racist. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I've now, experienced it myself. Your experience? Is this your experience or personal experience? But you see, their their racism isn't isn't like white racism, like 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 uh, you know, like what they used to do to blacks before. Uh, boy, you're out of you're out of line. You're you're out of town. You're six o'clock. You should be home. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. No, no sundown law shit. No, the Chinese the way they do it is they they literally tell you if if you're like, let me give you an example. My friend Saul, he was doing tutoring years before as he was going to school to prepare to be a teacher, 
So he was doing tutoring and literally in Chinese, because later on the, the, the Chinese manager told him at, at this tutoring school, he told him the parents didn't watch. They don't like you. You're Hispanic. The fuck like that from people, which I think that's wrong. So you might have Americans well prepared. But are you still there? I, I, do you hear breaking up? Kind of breaking up there. You still there, bud? Are you any of you guys? want to say anything i hope you hear me i hear you now i hear you now okay <laughs> yeah so, sorry it's because i i left my home internet and my phone switches to to the to the wi-fi from the phone in comparison to the home internet wi-fi which is much better and i had to come to the laundry room but no but like i'm like i'm telling you randy these bastards have it out for people that's why i i don't worry about blacks getting into power i don't worry about hispanics getting into power I worry about other minorities that don't like us because we're brown and black getting into power. I'm not even worried about whites. I'm not against whites. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about people that have been here traditionally. I'm worried about people from outside that want to get into power that don't give a rat's butt for for the people that exist here. Right. That's well, what I'm worried about. They're all like idiots, and they're like, "Yeah, that's a trap." You know what I mean? Like, they just look at America like it's a let, 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 let me let me tell you why. They're the ones that make the most money. True, there a lot of them are capitalists, especially coming from communist countries. They don't mean communism. They promote capitalism. They got their own businesses. They the dollars. They're into cryptocurrency, and they're not involved. In Congress, men and women. Look at how many are actually Chinese or of Vietnamese. You're not going to see that many. They're not involved that much. Even though they're paying them well, they don't get involved in, in, in politics. They don't care for a politics. Why? Because they'd rather be promoting their own shit. Yeah. One of the things they had to go after Asians and some whites was they had it down to, to a method. There were people of method getting into law schools, dental schools, medical schools. Okay, they were known for that. They've been have to. They've had to hold them back. I'm not trying to promote uh, affirmative action or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, they want again, like what I told you about those young young people I I experienced while working while working at NBC Universal. Young techs coming out of school, some with li very little school, but they have certificates voracious animals, piranhas, 
willing, willing to eat you up, willing to throw you under the bus as long as they're in the positions of power and with a nasty attitude. That's what I saw from a lot of the, these Asians. And believe, believe me when I say this, Randy, they don't like you nor me. I'm a brown man. You're a black man. They don't care for us. They'll, they'll ride with the white people, but they don't care for anybody else as long as they're in the positions of power because that, that's how superior they feel. No different than a Nazi, no different than a white supremacist. But forget it. You don't need that time. You got those motherfuckers right now, right here. That is the enemy. Everybody's looking at it. just the, 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 the white men in conglomerate attacking white privilege. <laughs> That's not the problem. Look, look, look at white people, how, 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 how weak they are in a way. Okay, if they're not attacking their own the, the, the racism that's uh, that they're you know and, and they they capitulate easily in, at the at the corporate level and 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 do what the left tells them they're weak. Look at those that are right right next to them that want that power that have nothing to do with white has nothing to do with brown or black that sooner than later want to subjugate people too because that's what the culture they come from. This is the very warning that that Dr. Clarence Anderson from Powernomics was talking about. Do you know who I'm talking about, uh, Randy? <clears throat> Dr. Clarence Anderson, Powernomics. He told in several schools and at the Crenshaw Christian Center with, with, with Dr. Price, the pastor, he held seminary. I, 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 again, some of my great heroes are black because I, I take them personally for me. If they're talking to you, I want to see how general this is. And they were telling, let me give you an example, Randy. This is what Dr. 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 Anderson was telling people, very clear. If you do not spend money within your community of businesses, and he gave the example, the, the Jews do it about 18, 20 times, that dollar goes around in their community. The whites do it about 16 to 14 times. The Asians do it about 13 to 10 times. I'm just throwing out numbers. The Latinos do it about nine to six times. And you know how many times blacks do it? Zero. Zero, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know why? Let me give you an example. And not to be mean, but it's truthful, right? True. You'll make your money in Compton and go spend it at, well, at Westfield Mall. Yeah. <laughs> out of your community. That's the example he gave. Whereas the, the, the reason the, the Jew is on top of everything, which is also another group that you should be eyeing in, in a non-racist, non-antisemitic way, is you can't blame them. That, that money is spent within their community over and over again. And do you see them coming into the hood, them spending money? No, you see our people working with them. For them, their businesses, well, they're getting rich. Yeah. And they're spending that money right there. And then, you know, people are stupid enough to spend the money that they earned there, there. <laughs> you know, it picoed Rothbury in a, in a, in a majority, a high middle class area, white Jews, etc. So what do we do with that? So Dr. Clarence Anderson, this is what I love about him, that he said to the black people, if you do not change it, where you start having your own businesses, the black man is going to be enslaved again. Yeah, yeah. Those it, are words of wisdom. It's, it's either you start rising to the top and stop looking at all the basketball, at all the singing. You're not, if you're not for that, if you don't got the talent, continue school and continue to open up businesses within your community. This is the very same words that Kevin Samuel said. We need black TV for the black man, by the black man, for the black man and woman. Okay. But and stop looking at BET. He goes racist though. Like when you 
when you try to empower you. No, I, I, I know, but look, when you tell me, like, why you, why does your mom look at Univision, Channel 34, or Telemundo? Well, that's what, for the Hispanics. Mm-hmm. We got black Hispanics too from Dominica and yeah. Dominican Republic and, and Puerto Rico and Cuba. Yeah, that's not a problem. They're in, but those are Spanish speaking black with, with that, with the Latino touch, you know? Yeah. We already expect them. That yeah. might not be for the average Chinese man or the white man or, or, or black uh, American. That's understandable unless you got the background. And maybe you went to school. Maybe you, you maybe you grew up with Mexican neighbors. They taught you Spanish, so you feel confident to speak in Spanish, right? So that's not a problem. But what I'm saying is, in in a situation like that, that's not racist. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you about NBC, ABC. Well, that's always been, in, in, you know, in English, and everybody that could fill in the blank. And then, yes, it started all white. And you have to look at the context of what it was, the background. Yeah. You know, and was it racist too? Yes, it was. Did it leave out various groups? Yeah, but I think they've come a long way. And because they're some of the most leftists, you know, um, of, of groups. So that's why I say, be careful when, when you know, the attack is, no, they've done everything. And in Univision and Telemundo, you have a lot of, you have a lot of, uh, white people. You have a lot of blacks working in the background. That's what people don't know. And those are not Hispanic. Those are just everyday Americans that say, I want to go work at Telemundo. Because you, you're, you have to be bilingual if you're going to be doing the broadcasting, right? But when it comes to the background with a computer in the back room with all the guys, everybody speaks English, just like Spanish. And if you want to be into that, go ahead. You know, if you want to learn stuff, great. You, you're getting into that world. More power to you, right? And the world opens up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I, I've heard, because I, I've heard the guys from NBC Universal, sorry, NBC um, TV, they're the same guys that are working with Telemundo. And and you should see a lot of, if you ever seen these these ladies that are Spanish, uh, do, do the the, speedy, the, 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 uh, the telecasters and news reporters, You'll see them coming out of the trucks talking in English, and then they'll start the report in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I'm always trying to be bilingual. Like that's like a huge thing, right? Because you can be like, you know, what I'm saying like it's needed, so you can be any race and be bilingual. Like, oh, you're in there now. Be bilingual <laughs> and like computer literate or, or tech savvy. That's like gold. Correct. Um, um, Heidi says, "How about a surveillance state like in London?" Wow, I didn't even consider London a surveillance state. That that's uh, either way. Anything surveillance is not going to look good. I'll be honest. I don't care how how social credit and all. We don't need it, honestly, to be no. monitoring to have. They, they got to look you know? into it. They just can't like hear what they hear. You got to hear it, and they got to be like, "Let me go research more what this means," and then you'll find out just how how controlling it is and how you got to be a good little girl. You know what I mean? It gets real technical. Like if you don't like what you say. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with being against it. Like, you, you, it, but see, people are with it until they say something that's um, not okay, right? And then they're like, "Wait, wait." Exactly. And then you realize, you and, and and again, <laughs> any any kind of surveillance state would be very very questionable at any moment in time. Honestly, well, what's the point? If I'm not, I'm not trying to put the one in China up by no means, but I don't want a militarized surveillance state here in America, where they tell you, you don't can't you can't have guns. Because that's what all these mass massacres that, that happened last week, that's what they allude to. Well, what did, what did our, our precious Governor Newsom said? The first thing he said, 
oh, well, no, no, we're not attacking Second Amendment. But at the same time, we can't have all these bump stocks. But yeah, the bump stocks is not the problem. This was even people that I don't know if, if they had the right to carry, carry bear arms. But you're always attacking the law-abiding citizen, whether they have bump stocks, uh, uh, cartridges that carry 30 magazines or whatever, uh, bullets or whatever the hell. You're just always attacking the common man that wants to, that has his lo guns locked up. But in case something happens, he's able to shoot the the perpetrator, That's the guy burglar, right? When it comes and, down to and yet, protecting themselves, what do you have <clears throat> to say about it? You know what I mean? We just like hi try to highlight like the bad things that happen, right? <clears throat> if you have, if the, when we have these things in place, but what happens when a person cannot? Why can't a person be safe in this world? Like feel comfortable? Like what happens when you can't protect yourself? What happens like exactly? It's like exactly. you take one and then the other, and it's like you stripping away things that make people feel safe to live in this world, to be who they are. You're gonna find the good, and you're gonna find the bad. But when you're just always trying to attack the things that if the worst can happen, like okay, so we know that the worst can happen. But when you come, uh, you have to be more <laughs> What happens when you just can't? What really happens when you can't protect yourself? And then how are they gonna protect exactly. you? Oh, fuck it. You know, let, 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 let me tell you one thing. Happens. <laughs> the, the, the day the, the, the police department are overwhelmed in a riot and many are killed, that's what people are going to appreciate more of the cop. And I'm not trying to put, I'm not saying every cop is good. Just like every cop is not bad. Every right. cop doesn't do shit like that. And the ones that are bad should go out, I'll be honest. Should be should be prosecuted. That's how I, I see it. Bad cops, you, you got to go. Like these five bad cops that did that to, Ty, to Tyree Nichols, out. Capital punishment, you're out. No, no reason to be beating him up. Whether he was black or not, no reason. Okay? You should get the full book thrown at you. Yeah. And all immunity taken out. And everything should be considered. Look so what I'm saying is what a lot of people don't know is that the day the freaking police department fails, they're going to really wish they, we had a police department that was at least like a buffer between the criminal and us. But in between, whether there's police or not, we might have to become kind of like the 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 West with guns, unfortunately. I'm ready to bring in guns right here where I live, where I stay with my mom, because I believe that as soon as this thing hits hits, uh, as they say, the heat, this, the ceiling hits the roof with the food shortage and shit, they're gonna be knocking at our door, and they won't be nice about it. I might even have to send my mom over there with my sister, which is about 90 miles away. And she's going to get her own gun. I told her, you're going to need some proper training. And don't be afraid to shoot. But make sure you use your, your surveillance in from your house to see outside before you shoot anybody, you know? Yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. But you got to do what you got to do now that you're that she's now divorced. Her husband's moved on. She just lives with her daughter, I go. And don't be trying to come up with some broom or whatever, some bat. That's not going to cut it. Some of these bastards will be armed, I go. And it's best at least to know that you went down in a gunfight. And don't bring a, a knife to a gunfight unless you know what you're doing and you know how to use it. Uncle Mick said, he said, you can't expect, basically was saying, like, uh, you can't expect, you, if you come with violence, I come with violence. It's kind of like, you come with me with death, basically, and you want me to be like, oh, wait, hey, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that's how America is, 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 is becoming. This is very, the exact same thing Dan Pena said. If somebody knocks down your mom or insults your wife, you're not going to go over there and rationalize with them. Right. Right? 
Can you that's how see, our society is. Can you see what you know, well, <laughs> Yeah, and, and I go, come on, the good old days is you have to get invited. That's that's the bottom line, really. You know, there's moments. Like you're you're going to wish the guy runs, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like me. Like a, I wouldn't say knee-jerk because sometimes you should always respond and in, 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 in action, like... Sometimes you have to be able to control. But it like you know how the doctor hits me with the thing and he wants to see like the, the reaction, like, oh, okay, your leg popped. You know what I mean? It's like if yeah. you punch me in the face, can I you really get surprised <laughs> too mad that I punched you back in the face? You know what I mean? Or I see now it's oh it's time to fight, you know? And but I don't know. I don't see why violence and um like harshness and, and life threatening has to be how you come at people you know what i mean like threaten there because that's how you get fear arose and like why do how why is that the way they feel to uh to communicate with us do you know what i mean and people mm-hmm. have to look at that as because that's a sense of like mentally like control you know like for, i'm gonna give you an example you ever watch the walking dead when my yeah find it <laughs> okay you know the, the character negan yeah okay now you notice how which probably probably seen in other movies and, and in real life how this one man controlled so many people and all he had was a bat named Lucille. But no matter yeah. what, people did what <laughs> Bar- 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 wire bad, right? <laughs> and they fear him, right? It's like all these people, yeah. but then like took over him. And so many tried. You know, yeah. maybe wonder how does this one man have control over so many people? It's kind of like, look at our world. There's so many of us and we have this group that control us, but it's obviously it's mentally but through strategy and through like the mind, you know, like psychology, basically, we've been controlled and, and, and tamed and programmed psychologically to make us respond to certain things. And these people have studied these things. They know how human beings will react and what makes us tick and how to get us, you know, you get people in fear. You, you use these tactics like racism and, and gender and all these things you can do to make people I still give us accountability. Because I'm like, you got to catch on at some point that we're being played like little punks. Right. We argue. Yeah. Being over over fucking viruses and medication and and, and gender and we just break like color like really <laughs> you know what I mean and, like, and, and you know those are just distractions to be honest I think Heidi work. if she was up here she would even agree it that works. people have caught on that the, all this gender bullshit uh, is really a distraction because it well, wasn't this bad. And I know that the right has to bark and, and put it in place, but don't get me wrong. If you if you let the left go like crazy and do their shit, they'll fucking flip our country. And next thing you know, we'll be singing the communist manifesto song from Soviet <laughs> Russia in a heartbeat. The real left that's within the Democrat Party and out of it. Uh, we'll be singing that. I'll be, I promise you that. And people will be like, what happened? It'll be the very words of Nikita Khrushchev when he said, give them drops of communism. And when they wake up, in basically in, in, in a short while, they'll have all the communists in the you know among them and they won't be able to do nothing. It's no different than the Muslims. I'm sorry, and not to attack Muslims or hate on them, but the truth is they tell you we rule by numbers. So they might not do it in the first ten years. They might not do it in the first twenty, even thirty. So, but I can promise you they'll do it in forty. And if you look at London right now, they're winning power. They got their first Muslim uh, uh, mayor, Khan. I forgot the first name, Khan. 
you know, and it's not going to be no in, in a little bit of time when 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 the Londoners and and all the Brits are starting. What the hell happened? Well, what the hell happened is you were playing all this woke leftist bullshit, and 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 now you got the enemy in here. Now you can't do nothing because they're ruling parliament and they're the prime minister. So fuck you. That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna tell you. And now it's gonna be Sharia law and it's gonna be United Kingdom of Islam. And you're not going to be able to do shit about it because they outnumber you. <laughs> but he's back. I'm going to give me a favor, Vlad. Can you, can you carry this? I got to use the restroom, but you almost made me tinkle myself. Because you just said, yeah, go ahead. Islam. Handle it, handle it. <laughs> United Nations of Islam, huh? <laughs> United Kingdom of Islam. Yes, yeah, a sad, sad story. I wish you were up here, Heidi. Patriarchy, absolutely, baby. Patriarchy will rule. And if you were crying about Christian patriarchy, secular patriarchy in America, that is nothing. You're going to see real patriarchy. And get ready to put that hijab and get ready to cover up, Heidi. I know you don't like it. I'm sorry to tell you, hon. But you will be wearing it with them. You better wish that, that they don't rise up here. Right here, they don't have a chance. The most you get is Dearborn, Michigan. But in, in London, forget it. In the next less than 20 years, it's gone. Why? Because the whites there do, don't procreate. And it's not because they don't want to. This is a result, too, of LGBTQ, that sort of lifestyle. And they don't care for pro procreation. Let's be honest. But it, it's, it's very sad. And I only speak the truth to power. But honestly, if it's not in London... Again, here in America, I'm not really worried. The most we get, like I was telling Heidi, uh, Brandy, is the most we get is Dearborn, Michigan. But that's how they start. But if you would really talk to Muslims, like I was telling Hohenheim in the Pangburn Hangout, because he loves Muslims, because he has them as family, I go, these motherfuckers are going to wake up one day, you're going to wake up one day, and they're going to tell you, are you ready to join and become a brother? Or they're going to take out their, their, their machete. But wait a minute, I thought we were always brother. No. It's Allah or nothing. It's Allah or nothing. It's not going to be anzi for but. It's not going to be if you want to be LGBTQ. Uh, I'm liberal. I'm secularist. I mean, no, no. With them, it's and or not anzi for but. It's Allah or nothing. Allah or nothing. That's how it works. Yeah. When they grow in numbers, they're going to come around you, and they're, you're going to be forced to confess as Allah is your God. Your wife and your children, and your wife is going to have to put on the hijab. And you want to see true patriarchy of what all the, the people complain here in America, mostly women? You have not seen nothing yet. You have not seen nothing yet. I feel sorry. If you complain about, about Afghani women, how it's going on, well, welcome it to America. Because of the values that we've adopted as a nation, including LGBTQ, trans, and all that, and not having enough kids. And making this problem that the whole world is overpopulated and all this bullshit. This is what's going to happen. And your children will be going to an Islamic madras, an Islamic school. And they will be learning about God, whether you like it or not. Their way. And you better hope that they, they've even said in an article, I think in London. The day the Christians leave. In other words, they're killed or they go to, to heaven. He goes, we're going to wish they were around. Because they're a buffer. They're a buffer between us and Islam. Take Christianity of all types. Take Mormonism. Take Jehovah Witnessism. Take, take, take any Christian Protestant group, including Greek Orthodox and Roman Catholicism. 
and you're going to have nothing but, but Islam. And it's not going to be and, if, or. The only thing you're going to get is or. Either Allah or death. Comply or die. And they're not going to be nice about it. Because it's in their book. It's in their prescription. When they grow in numbers, that's why each woman has about five to six to eight kids. That's how they're going to overpopulate the earth. And they're going to proclaim Allah. And you're, whether you like it or not, they're going to put it down you. And it's either you fight them to the finish or you give in. Yeah. You said some stuff? Yeah. I'm about to really, we got to roll it back in, like, you're going deep. You're going deep. <laughs> well, let, let's be honest. I, I, I don't fear them here in America. We, we, we could take them out. We could still take them out in the next 20 years. But the way things are going, and as they rise into power into in different levels of legislature, I mean, come on. In London, in the next maybe 20 years, it's gone. It's completely gone. The white man will be the minority. And all the Muslims that they imported, and that's exactly what the United Nations wanted. That's exactly what all these leftists wanted with equality. That's exactly what, what, what Davos, that's exactly what the world economics wanted. And this is exactly how they destroyed Europe. And, and this is what I told people. You cannot have cultures that absolutely cannot coexist with you. That have no respect for your way of life, for your democracies, your representative governments, even monarchies. For the freedoms you've given, you've given people over time that were won, that were fought, French Revolution, whatever you want to call it, American Revolution, you will not. At the end of the day, you went to the extreme, you destroyed Christianity, and now another greater threat that has no heart, has no relations to you, has no identification with you, will come in with their own language, their own religion, and will subjugate you, whether you like it or not. You know? Yeah, Heidi, most, most, most of them are peaceful. But talk to the guys. I've talked to many guys because I, I meet them at, at, at the IT conferences, like, like the one I'm going to go to in March called SCALE. Southern, it's an acronym for Southern California Linux Expo. Talk to them. Have dinner with them. They love Christians, but they want all Christians to become them because we're people of the book. That's what they call us. Mm -hmm. But sooner than later, it's not going to be nice. They're not going to play nice. They're going to come at you. And you're going to have to be, even, even Lance, the big mouth Lance who's right here, will have to say, la, 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 well, I'm gonna say hi, okay. Lance. That's my buddy. So far, we get along. <laughs> say hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how, how Heidi put it. Islamabad's blood. It kind of sounds kind of rhymes though. It's Islamabad blood. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've said a lot. Like, um, I'm gonna have a show here eventually with some friends. And I might just uh, it, like back channel you, however they call it, inbox you a question about something that I've been listening to or or just something to like to strike the, you know what I mean? Especially since what you shared, like a question, but I'm going to ask you individually to see like the possibilities, what what thoughts it strikes in your mind. But I won't, I won't do it right now because I did want to answer something that before I go, that you did bring up. But uh, But yeah, yeah, you bring up some interesting things, you know, and I can't say I'm informed about all of it. But uh, 
I'm always open to listening. Like I, I see that a lot on call in. Like uh, a lot of times people aren't well open to like listening to each other and they they, they go back and see they go, Hey Lancy. <laughs> they go, but Blair, where'd you go? I didn't I did not kick you off. First of all, let me just make that clear. <laughs> what the fuck? Vlad, did you put yourself down? Did you do that, Vlad? Tell me, please. <laughs> if you want to come back up. I thought it was kind of weird that you just, like, I thought you were, like, was, like just being quiet so I could talk. <laughs> but I didn't do it. I swear. Hey, Vlad. Did you do that? You accidentally pressed something, huh? Get on mic yourself. Hmm. Lance, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay, I hear you now. I hear you now. I hear you now. Can you hear me? I'm looking through the comments to see if I see you responding. Like, I, I don't even know what's on with the comments. I can't even read any current ones. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, thanks, Purple Party. I see your mic is off, Vlad, but I can't hear you. Anybody there? Purple, purple pundit, thank you. And I don't know, maybe fuck off. You're good. You know, uh, can you hear me? Pizza, but beyond you, I didn't see you now. Okay. Yeah, I no. can hear you now. But your okay. mic is off. Yeah. Right now. But but you can still hear me, right? Maybe it's just the app that's buggy. So so this is the thing, Brandy. Yeah. If I have to do me. That means put a gun to my to my head and do me, take me out. That's because all those Muslims wanted to take me out. It's either I do me or I do them. And I much rather do them than before I do me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out like that. I'd rather fight it out where, you know, Blatty died, I'll shut up, but he took out 20 of those bastards. <laughs> you say you're not going out without a fight. <laughs> exactly. He I'm took like, out 20, and he still stabbed another five. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be mad yeah. at that. You can't be mad at anybody for fighting for their life. You know what I mean? Like, I can't be mad at anybody for... And then that takes me back to my saying, why can't we all win? And then it takes me back to, oh, it's this thing called power. But, but, but believe, believe me, I, I would like everybody to be on board, regardless of where they come from. Let's all win. Let's all work together. Uh, if you want to wear your hijab, you got to ride. If you don't want to wear the hijab, you still got a right not to wear it without anybody pressuring you. And you can still work at the same place we work at. And But at the same time, if I say something against Allah, don't get butthurt. If I say something against Muhammad, don't get butthurt. We have you that. You don't believe. It's, right? it's, 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 uh, it's like this. Remember that black teacher in a Michigan University that got fired and then got, I think, she's suing them because... They violated that academic freedom because she brought in a picture. She warned the students, I'm bringing a picture of Mohammed. And, and a, gr- a group of lefties, they immediately went out to the, to, to the demon academics and, oh, what could you do? What could you do? You're talking about a president Mohammed. There's no such thing as a picture. Whatever. Get over it. Right. Well, it makes you wonder why, why the severity, why so, like, aggressive, you know what I mean? Like, well, why, why you don't want them to learn? Well, well, even, yeah, that's the question well, mark well, me, right? Even though, exactly, exactly. Even though the school was going to get sued and she's going to get millions, let's be honest, she was a tenured professor and they took her out. And she was a protective group as a black woman. And they shouldn't have made a big, uh, what's the whole point of having academic freedom? 
You know? Right. So Or learning in general. Exactly. Let me talk all the shit that I want. I mean, you talk shit about Christianity. I'm not saying you, Brandy, but damn. Let me talk about the shit about your precious prophet. You know? Right. There's so many things that you're allowed to be, be spoken of, and then it's like, well, why not this? And it's kind of like it takes me back to um, influencing people's minds. Exactly. You know what I mean? It, like, it all takes me back to you don't want people to believe. Like, to me, I, I'm logical, common sense. I like can see like when something's being pushed or something's over the top. Because we're influenced, people are going to be influenced by things no matter what. That's exactly. going to be their push. You kind of like manipulate it and control it, and then you like, I don't want this to be taught. Like um, my my next episode might be about the um the whole thing where they don't want the the uh because I, I think it's time. Like I really want to put my I don't, I'm not going to do it now. Uh-huh. My my you want it about how they're against uh, and taking out black studies. Like they don't talk about it. Okay. And, and at first I'm just like, what, this is going to happen. But now I'm just like, okay, I've had enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's not about like what they want. It's about like, what we asked the wrong questions. We don't ask the right things. It's like, why? Exactly. The truth is the truth. You know what I mean? You're not going to put white guilt on white people or white children. If you don't teach it that way, Correct. moron. You know what I mean? We know how to teach. Like, so don't make the white children or the white people feel guilty. Just teach them the truth. This is this uh, is what I say to that, Brandy. Bring it out into the open. Let let us judge it. Let's read everything. Bring it out into the open. Let's judge it. Be be transparent. Don't don't just vote it out. Let's look at it. Let yeah, let people be the judge. Let people be the yeah, judge. That's how you Yeah. Bring it out. You know, bring it out. Let, let let people duke it out, whether we want it or not. You, you know? don't want white guilt. Like, exactly. first of all, buddy, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be honest, Randy. I've never been in your program, but I like you a lot. You're cool, man. If you like Lance, yeah. I love Lance, but I think Lance is a fool, too. He's an old fool, but you know what? I love him. He's cool. Even though I don't agree Lance with him, he's cool. He has the right to talk. I want to let him talk because I got to get going. I'll be here, but I, go ahead. Bring, bring Lance. Okay. Oh, thank thank you for joining. Glad. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm gonna bring you up, Lance. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you do the show because I got another one. Not not on here, but you know, I got a podcast. But it's, it's something I wanted to ask you probably in the back channel about coming on to one. And hello to anyone and everyone that's been in here. I didn't know in the chat that I couldn't even see half of that shit at first. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, how you doing? I'm getting yourself. Good. You know, um, you know, I've just because of how I was, uh, you know, just happenstance, just like it just so happened, my life went along the way it did. I've lived with for years at a time with every socioeconomic group from the literally from the bottom 10, 10% to the top, you know, not, not 1% elite. But plenty of the 10%, you know, upper 10%. Everybody I went to school with, uh, hung out with and went to school with in Philly and suburban, rich, white Philly suburbs and all the rest. So I have a certain, you know, range of experience. But so I, you know, I've always gotten along fine with rednecks, let's say from what, you know, my in-laws and stuff are hunters. And I got my brother-in-law and his brother. Now his brother's a racist. Asshole. We don't, we don't ever talk about it. You know, we leave it alone. It's family. It's not people I'm trying to keep. My brother-in-law is total liberal. His niece is gay and they love her and all that. My point is that I've been so 
like even back when I was basically an atheist, I did a magazine. I was going to have, I didn't do a third issue and all that, but I was going to have uh, a section about the uh, religious community, you know, church groups. Um, now it was going to, it was just, it was an art and uh, with some fiction and poetry and some nonfiction articles, right? So a little of everything. But I said, you know, I was, I was kind of an atheist or agnostic. I, I, now I believe in God, but not, I'm not really religious. But I was, if anything, less religious than, you know. I wasn't like anti-religion, but I thought it was all horrible, glorified religion, et cetera. But I really wanted those groups involved because not too long before that, you know, me growing up knowing that, you know, in terms of any kind, and I wasn't doing a movement with the magazine per se, but I'm a lefty, you know, and I did fundraiser for progressive causes and stuff. And so that was my philosophy. I w- but I was always wanted to have like right wing and left wing, good faith arguing. I don't want it to just be my point of view expressed. Right. And the, like I said, the church communities in terms of the social good they were doing in terms, in terms of traditional civil rights and all that stuff. I said, you know, they're an important part of the you know, the, the people, if you will, being a po- kind of a populist, working class, get these artists that I loved. I could write a little, but I can't draw a straight line with a ruler, you know, and being kind of an outcast and the bohemians and not that, that the churches were that, but it was that's what, what the proletariat, if you will, working class guy that I am that I wanted to express, you know, and I, it was a lot of SU students and I was fairly educated, but that's what I wanted to express, whatever, whatever, you see. And so I've always been about and everybody talks about love and sorry, you know, I won't make it. I'll just make it general and Christianity. What it's like, but I'm sick and tired of them Jews getting all the breaks. Or they got to get keep. We got to make them sacred. Goddamn the gays and the trans stuff. But I'm a Christian, so I can, you know, I'm just being a good Christian and commenting on stuff. No, it's bigotry. And I'm not going to, you know, go further. And I'll mention this, Brandy, and this is what I see. And it saddens me. Okay, what I'm saying about the church community, I would not have wanted a section in my magazine if I thought they were disingenuous people, you see. But there's different churches. They're not all driving around. A lot of these pastors, they do. And funeral directors, the people that are businessmen in the south side of Syracuse and all that, the rich ones that aren't so, and the ones that aren't so rich, because some of them, they get the grift and they play the political game and they get involved with the, uh, the money that comes in from minority groups and they work with the local politicians and they even do stuff with Al Sharpton. You see, and this is something that I'm not just talking about in my community, but there's so much of this phony where you put on a badge and an identity. That's what the left wing does. That's what the right wing does. And they're going to cancel each other out while the good people like you and me are going to get trampled by all these wonderful Christians and all these wonderful environmentalists and all these wonderful people in between. But they all have an agenda and they're mostly hypocritical. <laughs> and we're like this. <laughs> you know? Like, what about us? Yeah. You still there, Lance? Yeah, but I didn't want to go too long. I, you know, it's a, it's a pattern of mine about just the hypocrisy. And you know what? I probably check my own hypocrisy and say, why am I being such a fucking hypocrite two or three times a day? So it isn't like, yes, I'm above hypocrisy because I've decided it's bad and I examine it. No, everybody is. But you got to you gotta fight it, you know, and do the we make yourself do the right thing all the time and say, "Is it, here it is. And here, I'll just stop with this because uh, you got other people may want to go, well, you have your response, but... There's one definition of existentialism, which means, you know, existence precedes essence. It was really a, a term that was created of all people. Vlad knows who I mean. Soren Kierkegaard, who was a devout Christian who wrote a book called Attack on Christendom. Attack on Christendom because it was about the phoniness of it. Of course, C.S. Lewis, another devout uh, Christian that also Vlad knows about, wrote The Screwtape Letters, which was about, you know, but I won't go into all that. Uh, you know, but... um 
you know, so I'm not, I'm not making kind of talking out like it's only my theory, but you know, the, uh, the hypocrisy of it, it's it just, I'll stop there. I, I, I won't, I don't remember. Hey, uh, Island Brandy, you're off. You, you, you didn't come in for a second. You were broken up. I remember what I was going to say. So existence precedes right. essence. Soren Kierkegaard, they almost say that he's an atheist. He must, because when you say that, I create my own self, you know, that sounds anti-religious, but it's not. Anyway, here it is. Every action you take, you should say, should all of humanity act and speak that way? If you're good with it, then that's good. If you think that, no, I don't want to, you know, like if you, you know what I mean? Expect that everybody acted and, and, and talked and whatever, and whatever, whatever you do, not you, Brandy, but, you know, examine yourself as if, as if the whole planet was acting the way you did. And then say, would that be a good thing if everybody did this, you know, when, no matter what it is, if, if, it, if you're saying, yeah, everybody should do that, that's a good thing. Go for it. If you don't, then maybe you should think twice. You know? Like holding myself accountable, like you like can you Okay, hold on, let me make sure let me play. Can you guys hear me better now? Okay. Okay, and I'm probably gonna have to keep it short because um, I'm using a different network right now. So just let me know again if, if um, I'm breaking up. But like you, you said something <clears throat> about like how you you check um in on yourself, and that's like accountability to make sure like you know what I mean. Like, are you a hypocrite? Like, you know what I mean. Like, you said something to that extent, <clears throat> right? And and something I stand by. Like, we should all like we can't go around holding other people accountable for like anything, basically anything. Unless we can check our own shit, like our own guilt or like <clears throat> our own beliefs or our own thinking, right? But um, I was going to say about like you're saying about like, um, like, should we expect people to think like we think, talk like we talk, like how would that be, right? But no, 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 no. I can actually like question myself and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I kind of can be guilty of that because I do want everybody to be a good person. I do want everybody not to want to harm other people. I do want everybody. To, I do think that people should. I don't want to see a good balance of some people that want to see other people harm so they can keep the population under control. And so you have to kill some people. I don't want to see that. I want to see people succeed. I, I don't want to see people fail. So I kind of do. So I think like there's a fine line in my and what I mean by that, like when we say things, we have to like know what we say. Like, let me give you a good example. You know how we grew up telling our kids, uh, you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> I'm laughing because this shit is funny. You can do whatever you want to do. And you literally were just saying like, don't let that stop you. Your race or anything like that shouldn't stop you. Like you can be what you want to be. And no pun intended here, people. I'm keeping it 100. But you see what's going on now? You can be a man. You can be a woman. You can be a dog because now they're got this furry shit going on where if you don't know it yet, you might want to look into it. They're letting kids be able to 
and teachers have to abide in some places. There was a, a, a establishment where the lady was like, she's a vampire or some shit. And the, the employer couldn't like not, not hire her or like, you know, he had to like basically entertain that shit because she's like, this is the standards I go by. And I, I'm, I'm, I think she said she was some animal and he had to abide by it. Like he couldn't be like, that's some crazy shit. I don't want her here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And some teachers have to use some words like the he, she, like, you know what I mean? Like, you see what I'm saying here? So we have to be very careful when we say, because all of the, think about how it contributed. We, we don't told these kids and we've been told all our lives, you can be what you want to be. You can be who you want to be. You can do, you can achieve what you want to achieve. And now we're like all up in, in our panties in a bunch. Like, no, you can't. But we got to take accountability for the messaging we've been putting out there too. It's like, that's why I watch what I say. So like when I say, you can be whatever you want to be. I'm like, well, no. I don't want you to be a criminal. So I'm not going to say you can be like, I think that way. Cause, it, cause a kid's comeback will be like, so I can be a, a mass murderer. <laughs> You're like, no stupid. That's not what I meant, but that's what you just fucking said. You see what I'm saying? Like I, you gotta be very careful. Not saying that's yeah. programming, but come on. It, it does say something. Right. And so, so that's why I'm saying like, when you said, uh, like what if everybody was like how we how we talked and how we thought? Like I, there's some things that yeah I, I I want everybody to think love is the answer and, and to love everybody yeah I do, but not everybody. Like does that mean that we we should love the mass murderer and the molester? Like well what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like yeah, but we're almost there. Will we ever really get there, or is it just really we're almost there? We're kind of there. We've been probably, we've been messed up. In other words, like remember the mass murders, and then there would be like these, you know, crazy women who would like send them pictures and or you know of them and fall in love with the with the with the mass murderers. You know about that phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got but, that in regular. We got that now. Yeah, we do. And normal. It's been normalized. Mm-hmm. Like no, here's what I mean. Here's like, what I mean. Here's what I mean. Right, Travis Scott was famous. I mean, this is what he was known for. Was having massive, huge concerts that were violent like a, like a club, you know, where shit happened, right? Where you hear another one about a nightclub scene. You know, I feel bad for those people. That ain't a cop. That ain't like, you know, some innocent bystander in a gang bullshit. You know, I'm not, I'm not down with mafia killing each other either. It's sad. They're human beings. But if it's, if it's a club where a couple of... But these are like major concerts with tens of thousands of people. And Travis Scott was known when that shit happened, when 10 people got killed at his concert. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. They caught it. Well, 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 <laughs> well, what happened? Have we heard a peep? Have we heard a peep? I mean, a whisper? Have you heard anything about He's got the biggest number of lawsuits, several billion dollars worth of lawsuits against him. Now, who knows what will happen with it? But I mean, in terms of nobody's been sued for that much. This is how culpable, you know, how culpable he was for this, right? Yeah, he spoke on it too. Man, he wasn't well, like. Well, but, 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 what I'm, but here's the thing: what the, what I'm saying though is he's doing his thing. I don't know if he's doing a lot of concerts himself. He's one of the Kardashians' boyfriends. He shows up all at all their concerts at Drake and all these people. So the thing is, he was known for inciting violence, for accepting violence. Now listen to this though: that day of the concert where it happened. Early in the day, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. 
All right, almost like eight hours before the concert was due to start. They said, this is already ugly. There's already been people sent to the hospital. This is bloody. We don't know about weapons because the thing got cracked. They didn't know what the fuck was. So they knew eight hours ahead. He had people that were forcing their way onto the platform because they couldn't get onto the stage because they got like Gestapo mafia and, and, and fucking black. Who knows who the fuck knows what kind of, you know, people they got paid for their own security on stage. But they were going out to the towers where the sound guys were and say, people are getting trampled. People are getting killed. Too bad. They told the guy on stage and he let it happen for another 45 minutes and 10 people. This wasn't something that started when the concert started. This had been going on for eight hours. It's lucky nobody was killed before that. Okay, I know all this because it was all in the news for two weeks and then not a peep. Why? Because these people have been approved. You remember Jeffrey Epstein and those guys? You know, that old shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's who these people, these people are in that same club. Don't you get it? People like, uh, like Travis Scott, people like Kanye. Okay. They're billionaires. They're billionaires. They're not just regular heirs. The Beatles. Listen, the fucking, the fucking Beatles. None of those guys ever became gazillionaires. Do you realize that Ringo and Paul are still healthy and getting kind of old? They could be bazillionaires, but you got to sell your soul to the devil and they're decent people. You see, George Harrison, they were, they were really nice guys. You see, that's why they don't have bazillions, gazillions and trillions of dollars because they didn't sell their souls to the devil. This is what I try to explain to people. When you see people at that level and you then you look at their behavior, you're like, this is okay. It's like we have a sick society. So these people are basically responsible for mass murder. And then what's the name? Beyonce gets paid $24 million for one hour. To go to Dubai, which is the most horrific against gays and lesbians, and that's her big thing. I'm an LGBTQ, you know, warrior. So she goes and gets a, does a $24 million concert, doesn't do anything for the people. They allowed gay people to be banned from the concert. Wow. This is what we got. This is what we got. Oh, and I heard TMZ. Now, TMZ, you know TMZ show, right? Yes. Well, those guys will suck the dick of anybody for access. Those guys have sold their souls to the devil. That Levin and those people. They'll do the Travis Scott thing, right? Listen, then they'll say, well, let's get the other side. Oh, yeah, well, you shouldn't be responsible because the legality. You know what I mean? They'll do. They'll two, huh? What? Yeah. They find a way yeah, to they'll two side Travis Scott. Well, you know, it wasn't his responsibility. Blah, 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 blah. After doing an hour of showing all the horrific shit that went down eight hours before, well, you know, two sides to every. That's how they are because they don't want to lose their access to these people because they've sold their soul to the devil. So they had somebody on after this concert. Just this just happened. That's why I remember saying this when she, what's her name, when Beyonce went to uh, to Dubai. Horrible, the most oppressive country in the freaking world. Of, uh, for LGBTQ, didn't lift a finger for these people. She didn't announce, I'm going to give that $24 million for one hour. Oh, she's practically a billionaire. She is. She's in that level. I'm not giving, she didn't say I'm giving the money to the worldwide LGBTQ community. No, she's going to go buy another fucking private jet with it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. And then they had this guy who had these two little ear, like Mickey Mouse, little tiny, the way he braided his head. So he was like, you know, a trans, gay, whatever, fine, grassy, just gay. Oh, she's so wonderful. She did this and she's going to highlight your gay kid. This kid doesn't know. This poor kid doesn't know. So they get someone to say how great it was that she went there. This is what we have. We have a sick society. So we're one step away from worshiping like Jeffrey Dahmer and other kind of Wayne Gacy and these people that, you know, sickly go out and kill 33 people. 
But yeah. they do almost just about that. You know, I'm sorry to rant, but that's, that's what we have right now. And that's what I, you know, that's why we're gone, Brady. You know, Brady, I'm very optimistic. And you and I will save the world and people <laughs> like us because I have faith. But uh, that's what we got at the top. And see, again, it's not about Hitler or Mussolini. It's not about freaking Travis Scott and Kanye and, and the Kardashians that are all sold their souls. It's all the millions of people that not only buy their records, but they also buy their act and buy and they worship these people. That's what's so sick is the millions of people. People that you know what I mean. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I was telling Vlad. I was like, we keep pointing our fingers at the the ones that are doing their job. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But it's really like the average Joe Schmoes, like us, like it's the people, like like um, people allowing their kids to worship and like. Uh, idolize, um, you know, rest in peace, you know, because I love his music, you know, and he he was, he did have some good messages that he was putting out there. But I remember that concert I saw where this girl was like, in a concert for Michael Jackson, she was like, damn near buses away of seats, and she like saw him and she like passed out. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, this is a dude on stage singing. I understand he's famous and stuff, but that was just an example. I saw through that, you know, nothing against Michael. I'm just saying like that whole um, message. Right. Like I have family members that their whole lives have idolized a celebrity. Right. And, and then, OK, I'm going to give you an example. because My 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 network is getting weak. But I'm going to give you guys a very great example. Now, say, for instance, like we're going to go we're not going to go too deep. But R. Kelly. Right. I'm using this example because, right, there's the music, there's the artist and then there's your personal life. Right. Like for me, like I'm not going to go around. I don't know you. but I know you got great music. Right. Like, I love your music. And shouldn't it just stay there? You have to, like, go into their morality and, like, oh, you, you stand for this and this and that. Now, when you're exposed to it, and if you know it's true, it might make you look at it a little weird. But but if we weren't conditioned to, like, idolize, like, people think they know people because, oh, he has great music. I'm like, yeah, I love that guy. Or how they sell him on TV. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't know him. I don't know you. And you could be into some really weird shit, right? But if you if you acknowledge the person if in the first place for your good music, that's all you are, your artist, you're selling music. Like R. Kelly does not take away from the fact that great singer, great ass music, right? But now we've been exposed to if it's true, the shit he's done, which you would probably take a look at. You're like, whoa, and it might mess with you if you wanna listen to him or not. I had my own issues like after that shit happened. I was like, when I would turn up the music and he he'll be on, I'd be like, oh my God, my neighbors are gonna hear. I would automatically like turn his, you know? And then a lot of people I would talk to, they're like, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to know because they wanted to keep listening to him. They felt the way. And it takes me back to, that's what we did in the first place for taking these people and idolizing them as if they're some great people. We know people in our own personal life that we don't even give that tribute to, to our own mothers and fathers, but we take this whole celebrity that all they did was just sing really great. And they might be very, very great at what they did. And it's okay to like their music, their music, not them. Like they're, yeah. I'm not sure, like they're Jesus or something. And people are allowing like their kids, like when I was growing up, I idolized, I don't say, I wouldn't say I idolized new kids on the block, but like, I was into like, I had a phase of new kids on the block, right? Me and my sister, we had everything, like all the memorabilia. And I had a, I had a phase of my, Madonna, Bobby Brown and Phil Collins all at one time. This is a little girl. I don't know. Our parents let us be free thinkers. 
I had like to this day, I'm just like a different type of breed. But those are my yeah, favorites. Yeah, that's right? when I meant that they, TMZ, they the guy that they had on, who was like, oh, I mean, and she's so what? That poor kid doesn't know what he does. His head swimming. He was probably like eight, nine old. He's been told who knows what. You know, worship these people. But I have to be I very, like, very careful. Right? You know why? I'm white as fuck. And it's, and I mean that. It doesn't matter how correct what I'm about to say is. I better be quoting someone and not just saying, well, this white boy. I mean, I've lived where, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm down as heck. I've lived in places where I'm 10% minority, you know, and not literally and 90% people of color. And so it's not like I, I'm not just totally comfortable in that milieu. You know, I'm not. That's who I am. Nevertheless, nevertheless. So let me quote. Set and they do a lot of big galas, and so does you too, Bono. By the way, okay, so do the <laughs> this ain't a uh, white black, but any elites, but you know, and so you know, there you go, and uh, some of it is like. This is why I absolutely have one ten million dollars respect, whatever percent respect for so-called black conservatives as a lefty. Why should someone who can be successful? Why should they trust the government as, as like any kind of social? the fact that, yeah, I want to be a capitalist and I want to make a lot of money, you know, in business or in music or in record producing or in banking as, as, as a black person. I get that, you know, but there is an element where you want to prove to people that unfortunately are white males that run shit. And, and if you want to please them to make the big, 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 it's the same way why these five black cops, it's got nothing to do with race. Those guys are not like, you know, but it's like, because they feel like, And to prove themselves. Now they don't. If you ever notice, modern, modern professional women, modern professional women, even if it's someone like a goofball like Kristen Cinema, she still dresses like a feminine woman. She doesn't try to, pre you know, I, I, she's an asshole, but I mean, she, she does a female thing and she's feminine and she doesn't, and she can wear all the pastels that men can't. So I, I, I don't mean to ramble, but I wanted to make sure that I came around to explain why I feel comfortable saying what I said, but it, and it happened with all races, but you know, sometimes that's what happens. And that's why people worship these people because they don't know how any other thing they're they're kind of taught yeah. to, you know. Island again. 
Uh, shut up now. I'm sorry. I oh, went on. So you're out again. Yeah. I mean, okay. you can you guys hear me now, though? <laughs> okay, go ahead. But you can hear me right yeah. now. Okay, you get you. You made a good, a lot of good points, and um, I'll probably get back again on my phone this time. And um, sometimes I feel crap. I'm going to 